I'm from New York, let me fix my brim You're now rocking with the podcast, White Tees and Tims This is your boy Duke MAG And I'm here with your favorite uncle, Uncle Cat What's good, bro? What's up, man? How you feeling, bro? My spirits is fucking low Why your spirits low, bro? Talk about it I can't even, listen, you know what? Let me turn my mic down Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like mad or anything Cause it's the first episode. It's just that it's I just got some. I just got some horrible, horrible information thrown at me in the midst of recording the first episode. But we're gonna talk about that later on in the in the pod. Just keep listening, and you're gonna hear this fucked up story that I have to tell y'all. Yeah, yeah we just gotta make sure we we bleep out all Bro, the names and everything. Fucked <laughs> up. Okay, listen, y'all. Stay tuned. Hear the story. I swear to God, if you like tea. With a little bit of sugar in it, I got you. All right, that must be some southern shit. But let's talk about let's talk about let's start off on a good note. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Schmurda is home, bro. Free Bobby. He's not. He's free now. Bobby's so now free. we got to say reverse. Bobby's free. There Bobby's we go. Free. And um, you know, I just wanted to highlight that because uh, first of all, I'm from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's first off. Hold on, let that breathe. I'm from Brooklyn, and um. What Bobby and Rowdy did, they was young dudes growing up in Brooklyn trying to find a way and make a way. And in the midst of that, you know, you get into some trouble, you get into some situations. But what Bobby did was stand up tall and also took extra time so that his mans didn't have to take longer time. Yeah. That's honorable. Honorable as fuck. And especially with a lot of people now going around and telling on people and doing all this other nonsense. A young guy like that being able to say, you know what, I'm going to stand tall on my square. You got to commend that, bro. You got to. And that's a fact, though. Um, Like, just being from down here, being from North Carolina, being, you know, so far away and, and, and low-key kind of disconnected from that from that scene up there, it, it looked like, like you know, just some like some stand-up shit because you hear about people, and before, this is before 6ix9ine shit, so it's like you mm-hmm. hear people about, you know, people snitching and ratting and this, that, and tattletelling and stuff like that. To, to hear and to see somebody really did that, like really took time yeah. for somebody else, so they wouldn't get. He that, was gonna get five, and he and Rowdy was gonna get twelve. Right, he was gonna get I think about nine. Yeah, and they came down to where he said, "Let's meet in the middle, and we'll both take seven. And they both was home in six. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, Rowdy actually was released before Bobby. Rowdy came home in December. Bobby came home now in February. Yeah, and still the. Just, you know, just the camaraderie and just the love that both of them are going to get is big for my city. It's very big. The only thing that makes it sad is that Pop Smoke was not here to be able to witness that, bro. Yeah. That's where I wrote a post about it on Facebook, uh, you know, and I was thinking about, like, just seeing that the energy that all three of them would have had would have been magnetic for my whole city, bro. Yeah, it would have been. Actually, honestly, that trio would have been really crazy. Like, and just... Just a mat. I hate to play what if, but just you know, what if Pop Smoke was still alive and the velocity of his career was mm-hmm. like where it was headed the at that point? Yeah, yeah it, it it was crazy. So at this point, you know, instead of Quavo hopping off that jet and getting him hundred grand, that would probably been Pop. Pop, honestly, yeah, yeah. you know, because they would he probably met him at met him at the gates. Like, what's up? But I also want to commend Quavo, a guy from Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is kind of like us, you know, like. You being from the South and me being from New York, same thing with Quavo and uh and and uh Rowdy Rebel and Bobby Smurda. Just the love of seeing what's the, what's the connection between those two though? Well, you know they made a few music maybe like before they went to jail, so really? they got like a, a group name all together called the Smigos. 
I did not know that. Yeah, so they did a little thing like that. So they was been cool for a while. They've been no, kicking I it for a while. I know that. I think it's just some random shit. Like when nah. when Meek hopped off the plane in 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 the NFL game. Yeah, yeah, nah. Some random it's shit. A, they got a little group thing they do called the Schmeagles. So I think they're working on music right now. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, bro. Bobby Free, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a week ago. But then you still got you know people running around the city like six nine, trying to do what he's doing with the Meek Mill situation. Hey, I tell you what. That nigga six nine better not say now nah, no word to fucking uh to to Bobby. Well, there's a video this video when he was on a Breakfast Club a few years ago where he said that he's gonna retire when Bobby comes home. He's gonna give everything back to him. Now we know he's a troll. We know he's full of crap. Shit. Yeah, I was trying to keep it, but I forgot we not sorry, on YouTube, sorry. so we can say what we want to say. But um, yeah. <laughs> so you know, like I just it's just like this guy. I don't know him personally, but I know the areas he's from, and there's real people from Bushwick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But just him, just starving for attention and fame, mm-hmm. and it became an obsession for him. It's like, dog, nobody's listening to you, really. Nobody. Like, even if they watch your videos on YouTube, it's to see all the stupidness that you're gonna do. But nobody's buying your music. Nobody. So why don't you just go somewhere? Only people who's buying his dumbass music is the the young ass white boys that don't have shit else to do. You know what I mean? Or just don't know music. I mean, listen. Don't get me wrong. Well, okay. white people do. White people for years have been the ones making money. Pioneer shit. Yeah. So, but the thing no, no, is, not pioneer. Let's not get that pioneer clear. shit. But they they've been the ones buying. Shit, yeah, yeah. Eminem is. That's how Eminem blew up. Like so, the way he did. this is my thing though. It's like six nine definitely has a fan base. Let's we can't deny the fact. Does he? Let's be honest. He can't. Ah. We can't deny the fact that he has. A, he doesn't have a fan base because of his like his so called. I don't think it's a fan base. I think it's people that like to see a car crash, see a car accident. I think it's more people in the stands. Yeah, you're right. Like but when you when like when you see a car accident, you slow down. You might even drive over to the gas station, some, local gas station, to try to see what's going there on. There are definitely some grown men somewhere in New York City right now bumping six nine on their radio. Not in my city, bro. I promise. I you. doubt it. I, all over the world, Elsa all over the world. I don't think in my city, bro, at all. I doubt it. Even when Nicki did a collaboration with him, people was coming at Nicki about it. Yeah. Look, Bobby's free. Right, we ain't worried about no rat because he ain't free, a rat. Free to hold on, free the rest of GS Nine. Shout out to everybody from the nineties, Brooklyn. What's up? What's up? Like, what's the opposite of a rat? <laughs> I don't know. Bro. A lion. This nigga's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> but he he's definitely one of the kings in New York. One of the kings of Brooklyn. Shout out also to Mano, Bobby is the free. KOB. Bobby is free, bro. I was super excited yesterday. Bobby is free. And uh, another thing I wanted to touch on too, bro. What do you feel about the Meek Mill line about Kobe? Um, what was? Did the, you hear it? The line that verbatim. It was like, um, I would pull out my chop and I'm a guard like Kobe. It's something to that effect. Yeah. So uh, look, to, all right. So my honest opinion. Yeah. I don't. I've heard people I, go back. I'm and forth. really like I swear to God, because if it was a fence, you know, you got two sides of the fence. I'm mm-hmm. literally sitting at the top of the fence. Like you feel me? Okay. Like 50-50 because, for one, you know, everybody's somewhat of a Kobe fan. I'm not saying I'm a die-hard Kobe fan, but I have been a fan of the Lakers, you know, their championship runs. And, you know, even through the bullshit years with Wesley Johnson and all them people was was there. Wesley Johnson. Yeah, so it's like um, I'm a big fan of Kobe. Not so much of a big fan of Meek. I do respect him. I don't talk down on. I, you know, hold on, wait yeah. a minute. That's my shit. So yeah, that's my shit. So too. it's like so. He says he said it's it's rap, right? It's rap. He he found something. He found a play on words. He found a play on the situation. He found a play on the subject, and he just used that in a rap. 
it, it's no different from like I I promise to God it's his oldest an old older person well, he's dead actually uh, R P Big L but if you listen to okay. if you listen to Big L John yeah he's saying some crazy shit up there but what, did he speak about somebody specifically see I think specifically the issue, yeah I think the issue with the thing was it happened last year yeah it's around the anniversary that Kobe passed uh I don't think that it tastes right because also he he's not the only person that died. Yeah, his daughter died. Other people, other other people kids died and stuff. stuff died so yeah, him. it wouldn't make like, total sense to people him. People was even bringing up the line where Little Wayne said Rodney King baby beat her like a cop. Yes, and people were saying that nobody felt offended during that line. They loved it. Yeah. But I think it happened so far in between years. Rodney and King got Rodney beat King was still alive. He got beat ninety two. About ninety two. So and that came out what? Two thousand seven. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean? So that's that's a yeah. I can see the difference. So like, and he was alive. He didn't die from the beating. Yeah, and people are. I just imagine people in his family are still coping with his death. Yeah, because but it's like, and I don't want to you know speak bad, but it's like if somebody says. I'm smashing shorty like Emmett Till face. Mm. That would be a big, big problem, I think. That's violent. I don't, I don't see that as sexual, though. From New York, we say smashing sometimes. Like, I'm about to yeah. smash shorty. Yeah, but I'm, you're, you're, you're going to fuck her face? No, but I'm saying I'm smashing shorty like Emmett Till face. I'm a rapper, bro. All right, so. anyways. <laughs> but, like, God, our, um, no disrespect to Emmett Till's family. Yeah, but I, I don't, I'm on the fence with it, bro. It's rap. I don't see it as something to... To blog about, to to make a big fuss about, R. Kelly's music still on title. So why are we why are we talking about? Is it? I don't listen to it. He's deleted out of my memory. It's still up Who? there. Who? 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 I ain't gonna hold you. I listen to a couple songs every now. But and then. you won't listen to Tory Lanez. I listen to him. You told me you don't. You told me you don't support Tory. I don't support Tory. I never said I didn't listen to him. But how do you support R. Kelly and not support Tory? I don't support R. Kelly. You think I'm putting money on this nigga Bro, books? I've seen you sing R. Kelly songs. Okay. I don't even sing Tory songs. I just listen to it. And you criticize me for that. Same okay. thing. Maybe his song's not that memorable for me to sing. That's disrespectful to Tory, bro. And and I'm not saying that I'm not supporting black women. You seen his hair? I don't. This nigga has a a middle school football field on his head. That's because he's Canadian, bro. They 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 age different out there, bro. He's Canadian. Listen. And I'm not saying, hold on, real quick, because I don't want any women to give me backlash. I'm not saying that I don't believe Meg the Stallion. I just want to get all the facts presented to me beforehand. I judge R. Kelly because I seen the video when I was a young boy, not now, because that's creepy, but I seen the video when I was a young boy, R. Kelly, that was him. The dude said his name, yo, Robert, and he said, yo, what up? While he was eating a little girl's butt. That's R. Kelly, bro. Gonna let that pause and then we're back. Welcome back to White Tees and Tim's the <laughs> podcast, y'all. We're talking about some exclusive shit. Um, <laughs> R. Kelly's words, Bob, Bobby's, literally, Bobby's free. Shout out to Brooklyn. Whole New York is wide <laughs> the fuck open right now. You heard me? Yo. I promise. If COVID was wide not open, here, pause. If COVID, COVID was not here, we would be in New York. I told you, I gotta take you to New York. in the street, gyrating. You dig what I'm saying? I got to I got stop saying gyrating, bro. I got to take you to New York. Mm. We got to go to Brooklyn. Mm. And I got to have you walk around the streets and just get the feel for it. You never been up there. I don't like to walk that much from the south, bro. We don't walk that. Oh no, we got buses and trains take you everywhere. Don't worry about it, bro. Mm. And you might even see a rat on the train, bro. Can I rent a bike? Rent Yeah, you could rent a bike, but somebody might knock you off the bike and then rob you for the bike. The city bike. We got city bikes. Y'all city bikes? Yeah, yeah. 
Why yeah, the fuck so, they gonna rob me for the bike? Bro, cuz we from Brooklyn. AKA Crooklyn, bro. It's like he always lead me with some positive shit. And then when I bring up something, they gonna rob you, bro. Spread they gonna jump you. Love is the Brooklyn way. <laughs> That's how Thank we you. operate. So it's like, I don't know. I, I, you know, I never been in New York, but as far as I've been was Jersey, and I, I low that's key, like our little dirty cousin. I low key, I low key, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like our little bro. Dirty I cousin. went to Newark, Jersey. Shout out to everybody in Newark, Jersey. I Shout out to Newark. I don't know anybody from there per se. But Hers, I know I some real people. I'm about to there. say some foul shit, so I don't want nobody to, you know. This is uh, his opinion. Even Newark, though I just called y'all dirty. Newark, Jersey. It's probably the closest thing in my mind. I never been to New York, but I I imagine to be the closest thing to somewhere of New York. Cause when I went up there, it was just it was the image in my head is just gray. Like everything is just dim and gray, and is 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 you know what I mean. There's not a lot of it's a lot of people and a lot of life up there, but it doesn't look like a lot of anything going on up there. But when I went up there, you know what I mean. It was like we went to this little small little. Alleyway, we was walking through. Alley- I ain't never walked through an alley a day in my fucking life. Y'all was, I was scared. You scared? I was scared walking through an alleyway, bro. Bro, that's regular. Listen, listen, listen. You walking through an alleyway. You can't bust a right. You can't bust a left. You have to go straight or go back. Or you could hop over the fence. Listen, there's, there's a building. We're in between I buildings. Went to, exactly. You could hop over the gate. There's a gate still. Like I don't know what alleyway you was in, but I went to high school and it was mad alleyways in Brighton Beach and uh, where I went to Grady. And you could easily hop over the fence and hide from the police. Fuck that shit. Or if you was cool with Ock, Ock might let you hide on, on the other side of the table in the store. Mm-hmm. You good money. You hide from truancy. <laughs> yeah, bro. Bro, we we hiding in, we hiding in thorn bushes down here because... See, that's gonna remember me of slavery. I can't we do it. We hiding in thorn bushes. We we climbing up trees. We climbing in trash cans and bro, beds and, and y'all trucks. streets kill me, bro. We literally on our way over here to record the podcast. We saw a dead deer. Not just seeing that possum. in New York. Not seeing that in New York, bro. And a possum. That's weird. R.P. Bambi. I felt the way. I felt the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to take a picture, and I was like, nah, because if my kids see this, they're gonna get mad and scream and be scared. That's crazy, bro. You might see a dead rat or a dead cat in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, R.P. Bambi, bro. What else we got on the list, bro? All right, so Shout we also got to talk about the NBA All-Star rosters. Hold on, hold on. What was you going to say about Lil Dirt? Oh, nah, him and 6 9 beefing, too. You know 6 9 beefing with everybody. He said some foul stuff about King Vaughn. Yeah. And um, he was saying... Bitch, I got my own file in the Bro, he said, up. tell King Vaughn, pull up on my live. I bet you he won't. That's Foul. That's crazy, bro. That's foul as fuck, bro. But when you rolling with the police, this is what you feel like you could say. That's foul. I I wouldn't even. I don't even respect somebody that would talk about a dead person. Dead. Yeah. But whoa, 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 whoa. We just said that, right? What did Meek say? That's what I told mm. you. That's what I told you, bro. Mm. And it wasn't even fully speaking ill, but it just still was a it was an inappropriate line, bro. Very inappropriate. Somebody in the studio should have told Meek. And uh, this ain't it, buddy. I just changed the uh, chopper. Bro, yeah, chopper like something. He could have said bro. something about Terminator getting out the chopper or something like that. Like I don't know. I, that, that don't even sound fire. I, exactly. That, exactly. That just just throw fire. the whole bar in the trash. Yeah, yeah, me. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Come out with a uh, another anthem part two. NBA All Star Game. We got yeah, NBA so, captains. We got LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Yo, call out the list, bro. Who, who, who you got on LeBron James side? All right, but you know they didn't fully pick the teams yet. But this is everybody that made oh, yeah, it. Oh yeah, so who made it? So I'm from the East Coast. We from the East Coast. Let's start off with the East Coast first. We got Kevin Durant as the captain. 
Starting is going to be Giannis Otodekempo, Bradley Bill. Say his name again. Otodekempo. That's the Spanish <laughs> version. <laughs> Bradley Bill, Joel Embiid, and Kyrie Irving. Coming off the bench, the reserves. Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucicic. I know I, I know I slaughtered that name. Slaughtered it. And the coach of the East Coast team is going to be Doc Rivers. Doc. So tell me what you think of that lineup right there before I get to the West Coast. Um, do you feel anybody's missing? Did you say Bill? Yes, Bill is starting. You said East Coast. Um, Westbrook didn't make it. He's been having a tough season. Yeah, he he's been very inconsistent. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me go through my team bank. Who's having a good season on the East? I was just thinking about the other day. Uh, Sabonis actually didn't make it from the Pacers. Yeah, he made it last. He's year been too. having a good season. Yeah, he's having a good season. Um, Chris Middleton, uh, uh, Hawks. Who? Uh, oh, Trey Young. He's not there. Trey Young is not there. What do you feel about that? Trey Young be getting away with some bullshit, y'all. Y'all see the shit he be doing? <laughs> He'll dribble in front of the person, have the nigga lean on his back and, and pump fake the shot. Like that's some bull. That's not basketball. How you gonna? How you gonna? Well, a few back- times he's he's did the nutmeg pass and almost got cheat G check for that too. A reason was about to chin check. Yeah, his yeah, ass. yeah. That's old school play. You know what I mean? You don't play me like that. This ain't nah, the streets. Hell no. Nah. But um, yeah, Trey Young is definitely um somebody that, that I, I would have seen. Yeah. Up there, um, just because he is the leader of his team, um, he does I, hold shit down. I think Jimmy Butler would have made it if he would have been playing more games and not got hurt. Yes, so I could see Jimmy there. What about Chris Middleton? I don't like Middleton. Yeah, his game is kind of boring. I'm not it, it's very boring. All right, so let's get to the West Coast though. West Coast. West Coast captain is LeBron James. Hey. Starting is Steph Curry, Luka Doncic. Yeah, you know I mean I'm from Brooklyn. Nikola Jokic, Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. Coming off the bench, Anthony Davis, who was injured, who will probably be replaced. Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson. The coach is Quinn Snyder from the Utah Jazz. Replace, Shout out to Zion. Rep, listen. In the building. All right. All right. I'm a UNC fan. All respect. All res- no, 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 no. What I'm about to say is all respect. All right. Let's hear it. Take Zion off. What? No, 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 no. Listen. Listen. Take Zion off. Put B.I. in. No. Yes. No. Yes. And that's both Duke, but no. Yes, because listen. Listen, bro. Listen. Dude, would you rather see B.I. in the All-Star game doing what than Zion throwing it off the backboard and dunking it? Bro, we've been watching that since he played for, in South Carolina, bro. His shit been viral since he was 16. All right. That's what I'm saying. So he's going to be more entertaining than B.I. All right, listen. I think Anthony Davis is going to put D-Book in. He got to. It's only right. To you me. have to, bro. You have to at this point. Like you, like you, literally have to. And I'm thinking of anybody folks from the West Coast. I can't come up with anybody that I could think of that deserves that spot besides D Book. No, I love Book. You know, I love Book. Pause. Ever since he scored seventy. Yeah, I go respect that. He scored seventy his second year playing with not so many dribbles and things like that, and just. He's still been consistent hold on, this whole hold on, time. Hold on. You got Wilt Chamberlain who scored a hundred. Come on. Hold on. Listen, listen. No, no, because I, I feel a way about the Wilt Chamberlain situation because he played against a bunch of milkmen and mailmen, bro. Listen. Wilt Chamberlain scored a hundred. Next down on the list is my man Bean. He scored eighty-two. The third eighty-one. Per- eighty-one. The next person on that list is D Book, bro. No, isn't David Robinson score seventy-two? 
That's why we have phones. We did. Yes, we do. We do I have think. internet. No, y'all, we do have a, a research person. I'm going to keep her name anonymous. Her name is Yaya. Um, research department, what you got? See, that's why she's not getting paid today. Oh, shh. That's why you're not getting paid today. <laughs> you had one job to do. Was hit the button and do some research. But, but yeah. Oh, actually, David Robinson scored 71 points on April 24th, 1994 right. against the LA Clippers. All right, cool. That's one point. All right, next person on that list is D Book. Okay, fourth. I'll give you that. He, D Book, was 19 or 20 years old at the time, right? Playing in the Grown Man League and scored 70 points. I'm not, I'm not, I don't remember his average. I don't remember his percentage or anything. I do remember watching the game though. Like I watched that game live. I'm trying to figure out who did he score seventy against. Yeah, bro, you can't make seventy points worth of shots in the park right now with no D. No, that's a fact. So, so it's like, all right, now you now you got competition at the highest level in the world. No matter who who you're playing for. Oh, it was against the Celtics in 2017. I'm not sure who was on that team, but that's still impressive, bro. 2017, that's when that's when KG, Isaiah that's when Isaiah was still there. Yeah, I think KG and them definitely yeah, was yeah. not there. Yeah, uh, so Isaiah, Isaiah it was a different team. That was Isaiah and them team at a t- uh, 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 and Isaiah was Isaiah was killing her in that time yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh Avery Bally, uh Olenek, uh who else was on that team? They had a, yeah, that wasn't a bad team. That was a nice. That was a nice squad. And, look, and they went on. to the playoffs. Pause. Celtics are low key always. They always been pretty nice. You know, since uh, yeah. since the championship run, like they always been at a consistent level. Oh, you talking about the last championship run? Yeah. Yeah. Oh nine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh eight. Yeah, when they when they beat Kobe and them, yeah, yeah, they've been they've been they've been decent, consistent. Yeah. I went to say they 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 had a lot of draft picks when they traded for KG and them, and they traded KG and them away, so that kept them in the hunt for things. Yes, they their best pickup though was my man Kimba though. My man got step shout out back to New York cardiac Kimba. Yo, you shout out to New York. You remember that UConn game, bro? Nah, tell me about it. The UConn game. This is what happened. It's seven se- seconds. Uh, seven seconds left on the clock, right? Yeah. Kim was bringing up point, true point guard. God, right? <laughs> he coming down the court, right? He's dribbling to his right. Dribbles the nigga down into the paint. Step back on the free. Pulls up. Mm. Cash. It's it's one point two seconds left on the clock. They panic. They throw it in. They win the game. And I'm like this. Is that when you became a Kimba fan? That's when I became a Kimba fan. And I came, listen, I became a, I ain't going to say a true Kimba fan, but I became a, a, a fan of Kimba, especially when it came to Charlotte. So are you going to let everybody know who's your favorite basketball team in the NBA? The Charlotte Hornets. Oh, okay. I guess. Charlotte Hornets, just because they're the, they're the hometown team. I always I been, I always been a fan of the Lakers and the Spurs. Do not try to boo me and say I'm a bandwagon. No, the Spurs have been a, a Spurs is the most consistent team in NBA history from the 90s on to now. See, I've been a Knicks fan since I was born, so I've suffered and I'm used to pain. Yeah. Remember we was talking before about loyalty and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a Knicks fan since 88, bro, so I'm used to heartache and pain. Okay. And this is still my Patrick Ewing year, 33 this year, bro. Ah. Uh, what well, we got next on the list, bro? So, uh... Tiger Woods, the car accident with Tiger Woods, bro. 
I mean, uh, they saying that he's okay. He had to get he had to get the jaws of life to actually um, get him out the car. Damn. And um, they said that but I think both of his legs is damaged. Mm-hmm. It's it's unfortunate. Uh, he's been having a lot, like couple years, you know, a lot of controversy and things like that. He's actually was on the comeback and actually doing well recently. Yeah. To hear that this is happens to anybody is sad. You know, you know? what's crazy, bro? I don't, I don't really have a big standpoint on like interracial relationships, but are I always we, are we about to get into this? I always feel some type of way when the black man gets done dirty by a white woman. Are we really about to get into this, bro? I'm with it. If you going there, I'm going there, bro. Black men, they I'm talking from a black man perspective. I can't talk about black women dating white men because I don't even know what the fuck that's about. All right? But black men dating white women, right, and they get screwed over. Like, I'm talking about the high the high paid athlete, athlete man, businessman, whoever, who dates this blonde white woman from Westchester, Indiana, and her family, <laughs> her family is a, a Fortune 500 family, and she came from money, or she came from middle class, and she's very privileged, and she dates a black man who came out the hood, who really used his God-given talent to make an honest living in America. They get married. So, However the situation goes, they divorce, and she takes half. But I have a question, bro. Do Who do you think is more seeking of who? Do you think the black man is seeking the white woman as a level of... This is the true success that I'm able to get a white woman who may have some wealth or not, but I'm able to obtain a white woman I think at the, this height of my career. Or is it the white woman who always seeks and looks for the black man who's the most attractive, the most athletic, and the most godly? I think it's the, I think it's a little mix of both, bro. We really can't speak on it because it's very specific, specific, and it's very like it, it varies yeah. between people. But ge- generally speaking, I think once a bl- I'm speaking from a black man perspective, once a black man gets to a certain point. In his life or his finance financial career, I'm not saying he goes out and looks for a white woman, but somebody that I'm, that I'm, like I, I can't. I, I'm thinking. I, yeah. I think that I think even if you remember the line by Kanye, get on. He gonna get on and leave your ass for a white girl. I think that black men, not all, but most black men, do see that more than money. The objective is to get a white woman, a white family to accept you as a token Negro to be in that family. I don't believe that is... they're only going to accept you if you were... And I feel like that's where they deem the highest level of success for them, even over all of their achievements. I see that, though. I see that. And I think that, you know, I love black women. Yeah. I know you love black women. Of course. And I feel like even if we was at a level of success, it's still going to be a black woman. Yeah. Even with Kevin Hart. Yeah. You see that I don't know what does the nationality of his new wife, his wife that he's been with for a while. Research but he department. did leave he did leave his dark skinned wife yeah. for a more lighter woman, light skinned woman. Yeah. It's that it's that colorism shit. That colorism exactly. shit is real. Even and she doesn't even have to be white, bro. She yeah. could be like pale as fuck with curly hair and be black and, still. And, and be a multi race. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like the idea of and I was trying to tell somebody this at work one day. I'm not going to say his name, but he's not there no more. He was at my job, right? He was saying like, oh, love is love. And you know what I mean? Whoever you fall in love with, you know, is who you fall in love with. I mean, that's cool, but you still have a choice, right? Am I am I lying? Nah. I'm so, you, yeah, love is love. You love who you love, but you still have a choice on who to you love, right? That means if who you love is who you love, and I choose to love black women, right? Then I'm going to spend my time picking a, a black woman to love on. You dig what I'm saying? 
But if who you love is who you love and I choose to date somebody of a mixed race or Latina or a white woman or, or Asian woman or anything, then it's all always oh, love is who you love. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like, no, nah, you still have a choice. Life is all about I'm, I'm very pro-choice. I'm mm-hmm. very pro-choice. When somebody tries to tell me some bullshit like love is love. Like, I yeah, think yeah. it's to- I think it's total bullshit, y'all. I think it's total fucking bullshit that you're you as black people, right? We are the only ones that think that dating outside your race is more superior or holds more weight than yeah. dating with exactly date. And we've seen, I've seen my auntie, my uncle, my great grandpa, my great grandpa, my great grandma, like be a solid, 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 solid. I've seen multiple black relationships and, you know, in marriages so successful, right? In the in our in the older generation, but now it's like we we're we're so the world is so open for one, right? I can go holler at an Asian shorty right now in Oregon and fly out there mm-hmm. and go see her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure early in the 2000s, you know what I mean, 90s, it wasn't. It's not that easy. You feel me? Yeah. Unless, unless you're in those places, you're in those spaces. So you in those places, you in those spaces. You see the Asian shorty, you like her, huh? All right, you go talk to her. But if I'm coming out of the rural South in the 80s and the 90s, it's only black people around. Yeah. That's who we dating. So it's like you put yourself in these rooms. You put yourself in these positions to do certain things. All right, like this, right? You're with your, you, you got a girlfriend or a boyfriend, right? Whoever I'm talking to right now, right? You cheat. Mm-hmm. You say, oh, man, like, you know, you, you, you get caught. You, you got to confess up. Oh, man, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. You know, it wasn't supposed to happen like that, right? Life is all about choice, right? You chose to be in that situation because you could have easily left because you have nothing holds you back at all but your mental and if you're on shackles. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nothing is holding you back. You can leave that room. You can leave that person that's, that is aiding, that's giving you temptation. You feel me? Life is all about choice. You cheated because you chose to. You wanted to have sex with that person or do whatever with that person because you chose to. And now you have to tell the honest truth. Like, yo, I cheated and I chose to have sex with that person. You feel me? And now I'm coming to you because you are my girlfriend or whoever I'm talking to, right? And and now I'm sorry. You're not really sorry. You're sorry that they feel like this. You really hurt their feelings. But let's be honest. Life is all about choice. You chose to do that, so now you got to live with your... And now I feel like we have a hard time living with what we did. You dig what I'm saying? What was you about to say, cuz? Now, I was going to say to double back with the whole... You know, all right, so my mom is mixed race. Yeah. My mom is the... My grandmother was a Puerto Rican, and my grandfather was a black man. So I'm not opposed to mixed races and everybody blending in because even my dad is a black man. But he's also Panamanian, yeah. which is I'm, both my parents is black Hispanics. But you were in a melting pot, like literally the melting pot. Of yes, the world. and is in 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 our and in New York, everybody's around everybody, especially Hispanics and black people is like one. But it was very important for me to be able to be with a black woman. Why? Because I need somebody that understands my struggle, understands that when I go outside, understands that when I go outside that. If we drive in a car and the police stop her, she needs to understand why I'm nervous. Exactly. She she needs to understand that every time that the police 
have an interaction with the police, either I can be dead or in jail. She needs to fully understand that because she's seen the struggle. And ain't nobody going to have your back, back more than a black woman. Exactly. So that's why it's highlight, and that's very important for me, is that if you find a white woman or an Asian woman or any woman or any man from any race and they understand your culture, yes, but do they really understand it? They are not ingratiated. They are not involved deep enough to understand the roots and where everything come from. So she may not understand your paranoia of why you're scared or why you're concerned or why you speak or why you walk and talk a certain way when you are approached by different people. So that's why I think that it's very important for black men and women to be able to be with each other. That's a fact. That's a fact. They're never. I was watching this shit on Instagram, right? Check this shit out. Listen, y'all. Let's hit. I was checking this. I was checking this shit out on Instagram, and it was this interracial couple. It was a black man and a white woman. She was like a pale white with blonde hair, just to give you an image. And he was like, mm-hmm. a, he was one of those flip flops, cargo wearing shorts, white boys with the V neck. He's one of those black boys, okay. right? You know. So they're talking about what what the do's and don'ts to do in a relation in interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. I tuned the fuck in. I was just like, I want to hear. What yeah. this white woman has to say yeah. about being with a black man. Let's talk you about it. You know what she said? Dudes, right? Un- try to like understand their background. That's the first thing she said. Like understand like the black like culture. Yeah. And she put in she put in abbreviation BC. You feel me? Black culture. Uh-huh. BC stands for something else, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. So look. Then she says the don'ts. The don'ts. Don't touch his hair. Oh, come on, bro. Ho, listen. Don't touch his hair. She said some other shit like, um, like, don't say the N-word. That's, that shouldn't even be. Check me out. She <laughs> said, don't say the N-word, y'all. So if you're in an interracial relationship right now, what is your step? If you're a white person or another person outside the black race, right? What is your standpoint on saying the N-word, right? Because... I feel like it. If you're with somebody, and if this is the person at whom you you want to marry, right, you're becoming one with whatever they the fuck they got going on. That means if you're a white woman and your man a white man who's a racist, you are a racist now. Mm. If oh, check me out. If you are if you are a black woman, right, and your man a black man. Who's like a scholar and he's like on some other a different level. It's like you have you you're one with that person. Uh so you I don't, don't know so you don't I fully agree. So, with that. so you don't think if you marry somebody that you're not taking on all their beliefs and thoughts? No, because me and my wife is like yin and yang. So my wife is polite. She's forgiving. Well, she's not really polite. She got her moods. But she's my wife is very forgiving and a loving person. I can be cold hearted to certain people. I I'm my wife is more of a nurturer. She's more give you chances. Uh, you might got one or two chances with me, so we balance our we balance each other out. So just because I'm an asshole, don't make my wife an asshole. Like you've been in relationships with a woman, and you're a good guy. You know you like the the uh, scented candles, and you know elderberry, and really taking care of your body. But you've been with a girl before, and she didn't drink water. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you embody or take on that person's. So persona. if you if you believe in God, would you marry an atheist? I'm pretty sure there's people out there that do that. It's difficult, I'm pretty sure, but people do that. It's difficult, right? I seen I seen Jewish people marry Christians. 
I, see, that's that's t- that's different though. I'm from New York, so that's different. Yeah, it's different. Like Christian, married, Muslims, it doesn't matter. Like you dig know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is my thing though. I'm talking about like your beliefs. So if I believe that the black woman is a god, right? Whoa, right? Mm-hmm. Black woman is god. Like she is god. You feel me? Right? And I date a black woman who believes in that it's this other man, this other entity that is God. You feel me? Uh-huh. Out of the Bible, or you know, the blue talking about the blue haired blonde eye guy. That whoever, you blonde know what I mean? Guy. Yeah. So okay. it's like, so all right, yeah, all right, we can put up, we can put aside that and not act like you know what I mean. But that's my belief, and that and that like I'm not saying that you should believe in what I believe in, but whatever you believe in goes against whatever I believe in. How the fuck we can we coexist? Well, you could find a medium, and that person may cater to another need of yours. I'm not saying that this should be possible. So but you put that. So you just put the whole like. So you, the God in you, the how you, whoever you pray to, however you pray, that portion of you is a really big portion. That's the spiritual side of you. So, are you saying put away the spiritual side aspect and just worry about all the other shit in the relationship? I mean. As long as they respect your faith and respect your religion. I mean, it's going to be difficult in that house because one person celebrates this, the other person doesn't celebrate that. But if you truly love each other, you probably can make it work. You sound like this love is love, nigga. No, I don't believe love is love, but you got to understand, bro. I told you, me and my wife come from two separate sides and two separate entities, and we make he, it work, bro. He sound like this love is love, nigga. Bro, I'm from Brooklyn. You know, spread love is the Brooklyn way. I'm Big just, said it. Yeah. I mean... I just feel like you have to believe in somewhat of what that person y'all y'all just can't be total. It happens though. It happens all the time. So I'm so, saying it's so possible. This is the interrelation relationship. You got a, a white a white woman and a black man. You feel me? This white woman knows nothing about yes. being black. Yes, but I, I see. My thing is that she. I hope she wasn't trying to be funny because it wasn't funny. But she's sitting there saying that one of the don'ts is don't touch his hair. Yes. And, yes. Like, and don't say the N-word. That's yes. come on. Like that's that shouldn't even be a requirement. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? But, no, you shouldn't touch their hair. No, but, you should not touch our hair. No, we don't like it. Men, women, black men, women don't like it. And no, you should never. I don't care if it's on a song that you're blasting and you love that song. If YG, my nigga, my nigga, come on, you say my hitter, my hitter. hitter. <laughs> you better not. Man, that might be even you too know, close for me. I went to, look, hey, yo, shout out to Joey. I went to badass? a badass. I sh- Brooklyn. I went to exactly. I went to a Joey Badass con- uh, concert in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Right, the crowd is eighty-five percent white people. A lot of you not right, and Joey Joey not one of those niggas that drop a lot of nigga bombs though. He does say yeah, it though. Yeah. He not like you know what I mean. He yeah, not, yeah, like, nah, he's, oh, he's intelligent. He's dude. very very lyrical, so he doesn't have to use words like that. So, but he does say it right. Mm-hmm. No white girl. Oh, matter of fact, Chuck Strangers, his dude in this crew, shout out Chuck, right? Chuck saying, nigga, don't white girls is going ham beside me. Mm. And I'm li- it's me, my homie, and uh, you know, my homie Bryce and my homie Kenny, right? No, Kenny one there was it was uh Trip. Shout out to Trip, bro. He got a he got an album out. I gotta show you his album. But okay. uh both of my homies actually. Bryson just dropped the album too. Shout out my nigga Broski, right? Lost summer. All right. So Whoa, what happened? <laughs> so um so we hit the concert and the white girl saying no nigga this nigga that mm. and i literally had to like step away because i was just like bro like this shit is really bothering me i go to see this girl in, um in college she went to this college like winston salem somewhere high point right 
High Point is a white college. It sounds like, is that one of the military schools or something like that? I don't know. No. Oh, I thought it was a military school. So, High Point, I'm at High Point, right? And then she's a black girl. She's, you know, a black girl. She's mm-hmm. black, right? And all her friends are white. Okay. Whole class is white. It's only a few sprinkles of black people in the party. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I have dreadlocks on top of my head, my nigga, in a ponytail. I ain't, I am a sore thumb in that bitch, right? Yeah. She hanging out with this white boy with red contacts in his eyes. Just to give you an image, weird, weird Where his party's going. Yeah, he got spikes on his wrist and yeah, shit. Yeah, this is, I wouldn't be there. So, yeah, exactly. So this is her friend, though. We smoking and we vibing in the parking lot. Mind you, we smoking on campus. The campus police walk, rolls by, but they do nothing. This is a white campus, okay? We are blowing O's out that, out that joint. <laughs> so look, so I get in the car and I throw on the beat, you know what I mean? Just to like set a set a vibe. I won't try and play no music. I was just trying to have some some roll up music. You feel me? Like some mm-hmm. instrumental. You know what I mean? It's a different vibe. Should try it out. So he was like, "You rap, bro?" And I'm like, "Nah, I write poetry, but I can like put something to a beat." You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just fuck around. Uh, did he think you could rap because you're black? Yes. So okay. <laughs> yes. So I was like, "All right, you know what you got, bro?" So he started rapping. Hey, bro. Start to beat. I start to beat. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Can I say the n word?" Oh hell no! Bro. I said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 no, you can't." You feel me? I said, "No, you know me. No, play the beat." Right? He start rapping again. Swear to God, my nigga, I cut that bitch. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I said, "Bro, you just asked me, could you say the n word? Then you gonna drop the bomb on me?" We still in Black History Month. You should have knocked his head off, bro. I listen. Respectfully I'm just like I'm like nah bro We don't like Nah I'm like nah bro I don't play that shit bro Like he was like He was like I, He was like I'm adopted I grew up I was adopted by black people And all this other shit He wasn't adopted by the culture But exactly I said listen bro I told him I said look at your skin bro We would never be the same We would never ever have The same values and We would never value the you, same bro. bro The people that adopted him The black Their black car Might have to get revoked For even making him Not understand the point Of not saying the n Who's adopting a little white boy I've, not, ne- listen, I've never I don't want seen. us to sound like We hate white people no. Okay okay But the thing we is If they didn't have A con- sit down conversation With him to let them know you are not black, you cannot say these things. Yeah, like this is there is repercussions behind this because there should not be a need. There should be a history lesson telling white people not to do this when they go and get their driver's license or when they go and get their loan for buying a house. There should be words to say. Make sure you not say this to the black people. Exactly. Because, like, again, it's crossing the line, bro. It's a bad... I know we shouldn't even be saying it, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. To a certain extent. I, I really think we shouldn't, bro, because that's the last thing a lot of our ancestors heard before yeah. they died was nigga. Yeah. But at the same time, same. it is difficult. I've tried to stop saying it at a per- certain point in time. But at the same time, it's very hard because it's already ingratiated into our culture, our DNA. is in our music. Yeah. It's in everything we are... That's about us. And again... We shouldn't say it, but we have have a history of turning something bad and turning it good. Yeah, even the like, word like bad, dre- like dreadlocks. Even the word bad. Yeah, yeah. We made it cool. Facts. Michael Jackson's album was called Bad. It wasn't because it was awful. Yeah, you know what I mean. We made everything. We make everything cool. Chitlins. Ew, that's sick. I don't like chitlins, but they <sighs> gave us the bad parts of the animal, and we made it a whole delicacy. Bro, why the fuck did we eat pig feet? I don't eat pig feet neither, bro. But I do eat pork shoulder, and I stop. Think. All right, just think about it. Look, I ain't even wanna I ain't gonna put that image in your head. Anyways, nigga nigga is the word that 
kind of is 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 us though. You feel me? To a certain extent, even though that word was placed on us in a derogatory way, it's like we coined that word and made it our own. You yeah, feel I agree me? With that. And it's ours now. You feel me? Like can't no white person say it in public and, the and thing not is, get robbed. What could we say back to them that's gonna even sound remotely like calling them a cracker? Cracker ain't fire. hurting them. Yeah, yeah. They ain't hurting. Like them. actually, that's a that's that's what they was doing. He's cracking us with the whip. Yeah. So. I found out something about Cracker Barrel too. If you look at the R, I heard that it's like the symbol of a whip. Check it out. I can peep that in my head. I Check it out. I, but again, like I said, I'm not bashing all white people. I think there's really good white people. I think there's really good, and I don't want to sound like, oh, there's one of the good ones. But I think that there is good white people in the world. I just think that there has to be respect and there has to be a line drawn on what we're going to do and what we're not going to do because we're not tolerating everything. Yeah. I, I totally agree, bro. Like, I, I totally agree. But to be honest, bro, it's like, all right, let's, ooh, per, White Tees and Tim's podcast, y'all. We are here. This is your boy, Uncle Ket. Your M-A-T. advertisement can go right here. Right here. Insert money later. All right. So you just, let's use a North-South thing for an okay. example, right? You know, I grew up in North Carolina, right? North Carolina, I ain't gonna call that like the rural South, you know, or deep South. You feel me? Deep South would be somewhere like you know Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, those type, Florida, those type of areas. Then you know, South Carolina is really spaced out, but we'll talk about that later, right? <laughs> so fucking North Carolina versus New York, right? Okay, you got a New York, which is a which is a melting pot. Every culture is there. You That's feel a me? Fact. It's a melting pot of people. You feel me? Like you grew up uh, predominantly black Latino neighborhoods. You dig what I'm saying? I grew and you up. You can go literally two blocks down and go to be in a Jewish neighborhood. Yeah. And then you can go three blocks right and go yeah. to like a Pakistani neighborhood. Check me out. I grew up in a hood where it was 95% black people. You had a sprinkle of white people that were crackheads and you had the Mexicans that had Damn, the houses on the blocks. Yes. And then if you go too far up the road, into the woods or to a side road, you you in a trailer park with a whole bunch of white folks, or you in a you in a uh, a suburban neighborhood with a boatload of middle class white people, right? Yeah. And so we're separated. We're separated, bro. Like I did not like. We had two white people in my middle school. Mm. My homie Chance and some white girl. I forgot her. I forget her name. I think her name like Jillian or something. And I was in elementary. It was like one okay. white girl in elementary too. So it's like. Then I grew with a whole, we know a lot of uh, Hispanic people or, mm-hmm. or Latino people. You feel me? And they, it was, we was even separated. Damn. See, that's not how it was. In school, in school, there oh, was yeah. no, there was no, like, you can vouch, right? There was no integrated tables. Only integrated tables is the weirdos or the geeks, who you should call it. You so, see, in New York, we did have all the Spanish kids in one class, like, for a few years, like, maybe... From kindergarten to like we four. had that they had ESL yeah they used to have to go to that too but from like kindergarten to fourth we did have them separate we played with each other during lunchtime and stuff like that yeah. but then like fifth sixth grade they mixed everybody together yeah and we had all the white kids kind of was in like the gifted classes because I'm from Park Slope so Park Slope got like you literally my block was majority black people then you go up the block is like all the rich white people and mm-hmm. you go down the block you got some spanish people here and there so we had everybody going to one school and the thing is is that after a while you wind up mixing with these people and becoming friends with them but it's like we really 
when I go around the corner to my block, I'm on my block with all my friends who's all black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That sounded weird just now saying black. <laughs> but talking like other people. But you know what I mean? Like, so we did get to meet them, not necessarily, but when you go to the hood and you go to Brownsville, there was not really white people. They was out there, they was like police. <laughs> You know facts. what I'm saying? Like, you was like, who is this? Like, oh, he's police. Yeah, facts. So it's like, we, we were separated down here, bro. So it's like our views on, you know, how how comfortable. Like, you know, a couple of Migos that I know, you know, they say nigga because they hang out with black people. And, you know what I mean? They do the same how shit How do y'all that we feel do. about that? Listen. So, and then you got the Migos who are totally, to- I'm saying Migos, lat- Latino people. You feel me? I'm sorry. No disrespect, but Migos, y'all my Migos. I'm saying my friends. So, so <laughs> of endear me. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, and then you got the, the Migos that, that are uncomfortable saying it totally. Yeah. Then you got the ones who don't mind saying it, but they, they might say it like every now and then, you know. But like, they're not saying it in a negative way. Not, of course, they're not saying okay. it in a way, negative way. They're saying like, as my friend. But you got the ones that are totally uncomfortable with it. Then you got the white people who don't say it at all, right? You said the white people. White people, okay. right? Who can't say it. Who who know that that is one word in their, in their English language that they cannot utter. So if the white guy grew up in a black neighborhood out here. Oh, that, he, he is saying nigga like a motherfucker. But is it acceptable to the neighborhood? But listen, that white boy then transformed himself to look like a light-skinned nigga. <laughs> no, facts. That's true. That's the top so, two. So That's look, so two. so when he when he transformed himself, he either get locks, he either get a fade with tattoos on his neck, it's always the fade, and sag his pants, and he talk like this and shit. Cuz what's up, cuz he talk like that, and st- bro. He transformed himself. It's just like it's no different. I honestly, this is gonna be a huge pause, but I honestly feel like it's no different from like a transgender person, somebody who takes their like me being black, right. And taking all these things that are, you know, like, you know, things in the white culture and applying mm-hmm. that to myself. You feel me? I'm becoming like I'm low key becoming somebody that I was never like here to be. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk down on people because, you know, it is what it is. It, you are who you are and it is what it is. But that might be really that might be really harsh. You're not a transgender person. You're just like a. But did you hear about the lady uh, Rachel Dozer or something like that Where she actually tried to transition herself And said she was black She changed up She tried to get something in her skin or something like that To try to This was a few years ago It was a big story Where she actually tried to change who she was And said that she just considers herself a black woman Tried to get black kinky hair and everything like that And Damn. was actually trying to say that she's an African American Michael Jackson And a full white woman Michael Jackson Well No disrespect R.P. Mike I'm not gonna, you you I'm about just, to become Meek Mill say, today, bro. I'm not gonna say too much. You about to you was about to become Meek Mill just now. Oh, that was if y'all I don't know if y'all picked that up, but that was our assistant yeah. in the back helping us out. She's saying that the person Rachel could not even get a job or nobody would hire her now because of this whole story and backlash behind her. Or you know what I mean? It's interesting, so what she what she put on her job out? African American, bro. She said she's black. Wow. But you can clearly see that she, she's a even white with, woman. like yeah, maybe a little tan because she went to the yeah. tanning salon or something. But she's a white woman, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anglo-Saxon to be respectable for sure. You know what I mean? So it's like you know, but again, it's just like with New York, the the Spanish people, especially the Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, we consider them we consider them black. They have African ancestry. They are Afro Latinos. A lot of them. Yeah. Many of them. I told you I have an aunt and I have an uncle. 
who are first cousins. If you grow up in that, if you grow up in that sin, it's okay to say it. But I have an aunt and an uncle who's first cousins. One of my aunt has blonde hair, blue eyes. She looks exactly white. And my uncle, Peter, he's a dark skinned man, R.I.P. And he looks very African, essentially. He looks like Tyrese type of color. Mm-hmm. And they are first cousins. Their mothers were sisters. And that's just how the bloodline works. But all of them to us is black. That's just how we look at them. We grew up, they grew up, like, they was part of hip-hop. They're not guests in hip-hop. When we go back and say Eminem, some people say Eminem is a guest in hip-hop. No, these people are actually, Hispanics help mold the culture. Yeah, no, facts. So that's why I would be surprised when I come out here and you told me that. I'm like, what? No, it's very, listen, bro. They have, like, you know how everything is spaced out down here compared to, you know, when I, when I mean down here, I'm speaking specifically for North Carolina because I never, like, lived in another state. You know what I mean? So North Carolina is really spaced out. You know what I mean? It's and Even within the towns, it's spaced out. So you take that, everybody has their own communities in New York, mm-hmm. right? You got Harlem Black, you know, you got the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spanish Gentrify- Harlem and stuff it's like that. It's gentrifying now, but yeah, I yeah, yeah. So And then you got the same thing down here, but you got to understand, them Migos up the street, they got their own hood. Mm-hmm. The black people, they got their own hood. Yeah. And it's far. Some are integrated. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like now, I, the apartments that we in is mostly Hispanic. Yes. I'm a sprinkle of that black folks. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. This is their shit. They've mm. been they've been here for the past 10 years. You can tell by the culture, even like the stores around here, the, the, stores, the restaurant the is restaurant. Hispanic, the food truck outside is Hispanic. Everything. You know what I mean? So I see that. And you got those in those communities then we go, too, then we go except to, for the black communities. No, listen, you go to we go to um, NCCU side of town, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of black businesses over there. On, that's, Fa- that's on, on, on Fairview Street, bro. It's a soul food spot. I forget the name. I want to shout y'all out. But I forget the name. You know what I mean? But it's a soul food spot up there. It's owned by a black lady. And it's a lot of a lot of businesses up there owned by black people on Fairview Street. Right. And, and that's we the, and I like you, about the South. And when you go on that side of town, you can you can tell like it's it's a black vibe over there. Like mm-hmm. spe- specifically around central area. You yeah. feel me? North Carolina, NCCU uh area. See in New York, the only spot that is really uh black owned would be like the Jamaican spot. You know what I mean? You go down the block, you got the white man that owns the liquor store. You got the Asian nail salon. You got the Dominican hair salon. You mm-hmm. got the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. You don't really have black-owned property by black-owned people in the black community where we can recycle the dollar up in New York. But we'll get into that. I want that to be a whole nother episode where we really dive deep into that type of thing. Oh, no, um, You know, again, this is the first episode. For everybody also listening, I want you to make sure you go to Instagram and follow the page white is it underscore white is, is it white so you do me a favor and look that up bro while i'm talking uh i want everybody to understand that you know we in it for the long haul this is something that we love you know be able to talk to our people talk to everybody in the world not just our people to be able to develop a global audience and things like that and um when you find it bro it's white tees underscore in underscore tims okay White tees, white tees underscore in underscore Tim's. Exactly. And on um, the podcast, we're going to try to put it on as many platforms as we can. We want everybody to be able to hear uh, hear our voices and we want to be able to be vocal fixtures in the whole world and take this something di- much global. You know what I mean? And really do something with it. Anything you want to say, bro? Um, You ending this? 
Now I'm just I don't want us to be going too long on a rant, but if you got more stuff you want to talk about, let's oh, talk yes. about it. Oh, white tees and Tim's. Um, yes. Well, he, well, everything he said, I'm on that, right? <laughs> right. Um, audio is going up on Spotify and YouTube. Um, you can check us out, White Tees and Tim's on our YouTube. Put account. out your IG though too. Just oh yeah, my my uh, my my main IG is King underscore Cat. That's K E T T E. Uh, my photography accounts Uncle Cat's underscore Photography. Uh, follow follow me, like my pictures. For all y'all watching ass niggas, I posted something on Instagram the other day. I said this. I was like, "You, you post a picture, you get ten likes." I oh said, yeah, I said, I said in this, I said in this dramatic fashion too. I was like, "You post a picture, you get ten likes. You post that same picture on your story, you get a hundred views." Mm. More of the story is, people don't like you, but they still watching. They always watching. That's a fact, though, bro. Like, it's, it's a fa- like, bro. I p- I put something up. I get sixty six views on Facebook and three likes and one comment. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, come on, y'all obviously tapped my joint because y'all saw that blue circle pop up above there. But again, my Instagram too is Duke M A G D U K E M A G four five, and that is actually an acronym because every. For some people that don't know, an acronym means that every letter has a word in between. So it stands for Determined, Unique, Knowledgeable, Entertaining Man Accomplishing Goals. Four or five is my birth date, and that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Anything else, bro? Uh, no. Um, no. I ain't got nothing on that. I ain't got nothing on that. Yeah, because I don't want us to give up too much of the sauce on the first episode. You know what I mean? You got to give them that drip. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot more conversations to be had. Um, expect these conversations to be very uh very in-depth and lucrative i don't know i don't know if lucrative is the word to use for that but to (laughs) to be more in-depth and to be more conversational um like i said we're gonna have interviews up here man we got a uh, we got a couple people lined up yes i'm not gonna spill the beans right now but it's gonna be dope i got a lot of um local people that are doing their thing in durham north carolina specifically i want to shout out to my uh my brother levante lee who is a god mentor bro that's a that's a different bro he is a mentor from god like he he god itself the entity up there right the black woman right sent him down here to help people bro i call i call this man my angel on earth bro because there's a he's done good for so many people in this world in this in this community and for everybody that he's that been around him that was fortunate to be around yeah. him and it's amazing bro like it's it's amazing to see somebody work you know what i mean for like help help kids as his job right that's dope as he, he gets paid to do this right he works mm-hmm. he works for Durham public schools at hillside high school okay. he um he's a he's a uh advisor for a high school fraternity theta fasa uh-huh. uh you know incorporated right it's a it's a legit you know incorporation within the high schools in Durham. You know, had Theta Fasa. I forget the other ones, but I was in Theta Fasa myself. You feel me? Okay. You know, just being his little brother. You know, being a high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and it, and it taught me a lot, right? So, I can't even say that I would be this man I am today if I would never went through that process. You feel me? And we're not talking about like no fraternity, like haze and crazy shit. You know what I mean? It was a lot of brotherhood and foundation and you know togetherness that that he himself taught me through the organization. Then him being the godfather of my nephew, knowing him outside of that, you feel me? 
it's the exact same man is the exact same man that he was he is within the organization and how he mentors people he he helps people in real life too you That's feel dope, me bro. he he will give you a shirt off his back bro if he can regurgitate the food out of stomach make a hole again he'll give it to you i'm pretty sure you feel me? That's how that's how good of a man he is. You know what I mean? He just had my, he named me the godfather of his of his child. God so, bless. That's dope, bro. So he's the godfather of my nephew, and I'm the godfather of his child, bro. And we're locked in for life. That's a fact. By that's God, dope. bro. Anybody else you want to give a shout out to, bro? Um, shout out to my research department. Um, I'm going to pay her seventeen seventy five today because that was at two dollars and. Oh, because she, she was a little slow on the research. She was a little slow, yeah. She was a little slow, she was a little slow. So, um, and she and she brought food and didn't bring us any, you know what I mean? And I'm hungry. Gotta man. take a penalty from that, bro. She do. That's a penalty for that. Um, No brownie points. She the homie, though. We're not going to say her name. We're just going to call her. Nana. Nah, nah, nah. You got to just leave it just blank, like let, let, fill in a blank type shit. Mm. But, um, yeah, and me, I just want to give a shout out to um my family, my support system. You know, shout out to my wife. Shout out to my kids. Shout out to my aunt. Shout out to my siblings. Shout out to my cousins. In the beginning. Nah, listen, bro. You get a shout out at the end because you know they gotta listen all the way to the end to listen to their shout out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta listen to my joint and then get your like, oh, he said my name at the end. That's dope. Because whoever listening, you gotta all the way tune in. You know what I'm saying? And again, we got more content coming. We got a lot of uh, ideas that we want. You know, we actually want to do the podcast on the road sometimes. Take it to a few spots out here. Travel to New York, but we waiting for COVID to kind of you know chill out. Are you going to get the, um, before we go, are you going to get the um vaccination, bro? Hell no. Why the fuck would you ask me that? Oh, my. No, nah, I just was asking, bro. You know, I just wanted to, you know, see where your mind at, see where your brain at, bro. I just got to uh, test you out. Are you? Um, That's not Bro, I'm yes. black. No, nah, I'm black, bro. I seen what they did to the Tuskegee Airmen and all of that, bro. I'm good on that. Bro, this is a fun fact for y'all. The whole 2020, nobody, you know, no disrespect to anybody who's lost their life to COVID-19. Quote unquote. Right? Nobody in 2020 has died from any other illness. Not alcoholism, not a heart attack, not diabetes, not obesity, not HIV, not anything. But everybody supposedly passed just from a virus. So you're telling me that the whole 2019, all these millions of people that died from all these other different illnesses. That what that didn't apply to twenty twenty. And what it's kills, the same people. What gets me Narcotics. is that they gotta put the they gotta put a little bit of the COVID in your body in order for it to fight the COVID. So you telling me the thing that just That's killed mad is. people back in the day, mad people in twenty twenty, you gonna put that in me? Exactly. To to kill it, nah, bro. I don't trust that, bro. Exactly. So uh, yeah, but again, RIP to everybody that we lost in twenty twenty. Everybody that we lost this year. So you telling that me that nobody period. died from uh, alcoholism last year? I don't. What you mean, like, like alcohol is like alcohol, bad like liver being, and all yeah, that. all oh, yeah. that shit. Listen, I lost a few people to that. My uncle is on his last leg right now. This nigga is still drinking. But you know what's crazy? God forbid. But when he stops drinking, that might be the end of it. God forbid, because you know when your body builds up that tolerance for that thing, and then once you stop doing that, that's when that actually kills you. You know what I'm saying? So. Again, pray for your uncle, though, bro. Prayers for your uncle. Prayers for everybody out there in the world. This is White Tees and Tim's Brooklyn Stand Up. We did it. We here. Gotta talk your Durham bullshit. <laughs> uh, I'm not too proud for bro Durham, bro, because, you know what I mean? They hung us from the trees over here, so. Damn, bro, you got deep at the end of the podcast. Yeah, bro. We was segregated, bro. 
Let's go back to segregation. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that too. But let's let's end it up. Uh yeah, Duke MAG45 on Instagram, Uncle Cat Photography, King Cat on IG, White Tees underscore N underscore T's. I mean uh Tim's, sorry. Uh the podcast, we out. We out.